What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That's David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. A quick reminder, if you have not done so yet, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Share, like, comment below, all that good stuff. We want to hear what you like about the podcast, what you want us to put in the podcast, drop some questions. Week one's coming up, so we might answer some of those questions before the Dolphins' first game of the season. And that game against the New England Patriots on September 11th at home is slowly, slowly approaching. We're just about nine-ish days or something like that, a little, little less than two weeks. Um, the Dolphins wrapped up their preseason last Saturday with a 48-10 beatdown of the Philadelphia Eagles. It doesn't count for anything, but if you watch that game and you're a Dolphins fan, you had to feel good because the Cheetah made his debut. The Cheetah was loose in Miami. Uh, he was out there for one series. Uh, it was a productive series. He caught two passes, helped him score a touchdown um, on route to that big win. And then a couple of days later, the Dolphins trimming their roster to 53. 53 players, their initial 53-man roster, a lot of cuts, maybe some surprises. Um, but, you know, there could be some uh, fluid movement in the couple in the next couple of days with the team maybe getting some guys off waivers, signing some guys back to the 16-man practice squad. So we're going to talk about all that. But we're going to start first with the roster cuts. And like I said, not really a ton of major surprises. I mean, this was a team with a lot of talent. We knew a lot of the guys who were going to make this roster. But the Dolphins did make it official. This was a point of, uh, of focus the past couple of weeks. Skylar Thompson with the team's seventh-round pick, do enough to make the roster. And he did. Uh, General Manager Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel said it was a no-brainer to keep Thompson on the roster. Um, so the Dolphins will uh, go into week one with three guys. Tua, Tungabaloa as a starter, Teddy Bridgewater as the backup, and Skylar Thompson as a number three. And that's a pretty good number three. There's some fans out there that think he should be the number two guy. Um, you know, this was a decision that, uh, you know, I was definitely for, you know, I, I didn't mind keeping Skylar Thompson as a third uh, as a third quarterback. Um, you know, when you talk about, you know, kind of what Mike McDaniel said a, a week or so ago, you know, the 53-man rosters for the 53 best players. Um, I think Skylar Thompson definitely did enough to prove that he is one of the 53 best players on the Dolphins roster. I believe he led the NFL in, in passing yards or, or touchdowns or both of them. He, he, he put up some crazy numbers. I mean, I think he had the highest passer rating out of any uh, any quarterback this preseason. And I know, you know, he's playing against some backups and third stringers. I mean, when you got to the fourth preseason game, he's playing against some guys that probably aren't going to be on the NFL roster this season. But the dude was a seventh-round pick, and he lit it up. I mean, he he went crazy uh, training camp preseason. Um, and, again, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, about the long-term play. You know, you have Teddy as uh, an experienced backup this year, uh, making up to $10 million, a $6.5 million cap hit. But that's a one-year deal. Um, after Teddy goes out, Skylar Thompson has shown the potential to be, you know, maybe a potential like legitimate backup quarterback. And, you know, when you're in that backup spot, you know, you're one play away from being a starter. Um, so I think that, you know, it was a great long-term play. It was funny to hear Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel talk about the decision. And they said that, you know, teams were saying they'd be stupid to, to, to let go of Skylar Thompson. So, um, you know, that might just be a testament to how the league views uh, the 25-year-old quarterback. Um, what did you think about the decision to officially make Skylar Thompson a part of the 53-man roster? Because he's not going to play. He's not even going to be active on game days, but he's a member of the roster. How do you feel about that, David? I think it's a good move because uh, the track record says that Tua is going to get hurt. That's that's just that's that's – that's what the track record says. That's that he is going to get hurt at some point, and you're going to have to go into a game 
with Teddy as your quarterback, and you're going to need, you know, and Teddy's going to need a backup. Um, because well, I, 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 I've been in the stadium. I've been in the house before when that third when that third quarterback has to play. Yeah. But he also he, you know, he did what you, he needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Is he playing? He's playing against. He's playing against slappies and scrubs, guys who are going to be on the street next week. Uh, street to guys who are on the street right now, you know, whose guys whose football careers are over. Um, he's playing against some guys though who were you know fighting for jobs, playing, trying their best. But that's who he's playing against. But that's also who he's playing with. And you know, so in that you know, in that pool, he he shined, and he didn't just you know play okay. He played, he played very, very well. well, very well. Right, yeah. he, he plays just okay. It's like, okay, well, you know, he, but he... He didn't look like a rookie. He did not right. look like a rookie. He, he played very well. He's, you know, he balled out uh, as, and he, that's what he, he needed to do. So he, he made it very hard for them to think about cutting him and think about losing him for nothing. And... So and he made them think, well, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, you know, yeah, Teddy's here on a one-year deal. Okay, what about the future? Yeah, you know, t- nobody's married. You know, nobody's married to Teddy as a backup for a long term. Clearly, nobody has been married to Teddy for as a backup for a long long term. Or you know, if they've been married, it's been them Liz Taylor marriages. So, you know, so. You know, this guy could be your backup next year. You know, it um and yeah, he, he, it, there's just no it, to me it was kind of a no-brainer. A guy plays well enough, then you hang on to him and maybe see what you got. Yeah. And you know, don't don't overthink it. Yeah. If, yeah. Um if you have room on the roster and the guy plays that well at that position, then you hang on to him and you say, okay, you know, he's okay. Yeah. He's not, he's theoretically shouldn't see much action this season. You'd hope so. You, I mean, you, you, you hope not. Right. Right. Yeah. right. If, if he does, there's a problem. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and not, I, I know what I'm about to say, Yes, it's an overstatement, but you know, some there was a certain guy who six round pick who didn't see a whole lot of action in two thousand. Oh wow, England! You're, you're evoking goat talk. No, yeah, but you're evoking the goat, <laughs> right? But I'm saying this is this. You know, New England didn't just okay. He was a six round pick, you know, and he wasn't even definitively the best quarterback at on his college team, so. It definitely wasn't the most raw, talented quarterback on his college team. So, you know, but you know, you you kept they kept him on for what he for what they showed. They they saw something in him, mm-hmm. and you know, did he get any playing time in two thousand? I mean, it was if so minimal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Look, I, I'm not saying this guy's gonna be that. All I'm saying is that this is a similar situation where you have. Yeah, he might not get a lot of playing time this year, but who's to say that he can't develop into somebody who's going to give you 
a lot of playing time down the road or give you just give you valuable playing time. time exactly. That is the key point that I wanted to really finish this off with, because there's a lot of people who are saying, you know, why keep a third quarterback when you can keep like a fifth linebacker or a sixth cornerback? And I'm my retort to that is, you know, how much is a sixth cornerback or a fifth defensive lineman really going to move the needle at the end of at the end of the day? Um, now, I'm not, that's not to say that Scott Thompson is going to move the needle in 2022, because if you're a Dolphins fan, you would hope that you wouldn't need him to move the needle. But again, um, the the sixth cornerback end of roster guy that some people are saying should have got Scarlett Thompson's spot. I mean, that could very well be somebody on the practice squad that the Dolphins can can call up on Sundays. Um, the long term play is again, I keep on saying it, the long term play. That, that's what this is. This is a long term yeah. play. That's something that you don't give up. And you know, McDaniel said it himself. He said, "You're you you're gonna pass out if you hold your breath. Excuse me, hold your breath, waiting for a seventh round pick." to play as well as Skylar Thompson did because you just don't see it. Exactly. It's, like, it's like at some point you got to stop looking at him. You got to stop labeling him as a seventh-round pick. You got to label him as a quarterback that played very, very well and played well enough to be on this 53-man roster. Exactly. Exactly. And that they say you don't know when this is going to pay off. You don't know if it's going to pay off. I mean, but- I was joking about it in the media room today. I said, I said, God forbid, like, Scarlett Thompson somehow gets thrown into like a win in your end situation or like a must win game this year. And then he comes through and it's like, thank the Lord. That the I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm like, why yeah. something like that happen? And you're like, Oof, well, well, where are the Dolphins to be if they didn't keep Scarlett Thompson on the 53? Right. You've got, you've got one quarterback. You, I mean, two is injury history. We all know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is he going to play 17 games? Probably not. History says there may be an injury. There may be, there may be an injury. Uh, Teddy ain't exactly been Brett Favre and Peyton Manning as far as durability. So, yes, you know, you know, it's not the worst thing in the got, world. It's right. not the worst thing in the world to keep an extra right. guy and just in case. So, I, I'm, you know, he guy played well. Guy played very well. He did what he needed to do. He, you know, he, you know, kind of controlled the game and dominated the game. Yes, he's not playing against the best guys on the other side, but his teammates aren't exactly the 72. Yeah, he, was playing, he was playing with so, twos and threes as well. So, so yeah. Good for, so. good for Skylar Thompson. Also, yeah. you know, shout out to the two undrafted rookies that made the roster, Tanner Connor and uh, Kadir, Kader Kohu. Um, it's always tough as an undrafted rookie to come in and make the roster, and those guys did as well. So shout out to them. But we're going to move on to some uh, kind of disappointing news, a disappointing development for the Dolphins, especially the early part of the year. Um, cornerback Byron Jones was officially moved from the active pup list to the reserve pup list, which means he's going to be out for the first four games of the season. Jones has not participated, or he did not participate at all in training camp um, after undergoing March surgery on his lower leg. Um, Mike McDaniel said that he was, quote-unquote, hopeful. He opened training camp by saying he was hopeful that – Byron Jones will be able to come back in time. He said that there's been no setbacks. They've been on track. Um, Chris Greer echoed those sentiments on Tuesday when we spoke to him, and he said, we just don't want to rush him. We're following our process. But regardless, the Dolphins are going to be without their start, one of their starting cornerbacks for the first four games of the season. Um, we have talked about this cornerback depth that's been very, very dicey, to put it kindly, in training camp. A lot of injuries, a lot of disappointments with some players. Um, but now they officially know that 
they're going to be without Byron Jones for the first four games of the season, fourth, first month. Um, no, it's an interesting first month's slate for the Dolphins. They start off, obviously, with the Patriots, and they have to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Um, and they come back for a game against the Bills, and the Bills aren't going to have their star corner, Tredavious White, either for the first month of the year. And then they go on a short week to Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the reigning AFC champs. Um, I'm going to let you start first. How serious is this loss for the Dolphins' defense? Uh, it's it, it, it hurts. It hurts. In a, you know, we're it's a passing league. No, there's no, you know, everybody knows that, you know, teams is out there third and two run it, you know, <laughs> they throw wide. the ball. Yeah, yeah. On third and two. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, it's like, dang, gone. And anybody just kind of stick a, stick a damn ball and run it back and gut and go get two damn yards, you know? Um, but uh, you need, you need people who can cover and, you know, the Dolphins have a tremendous shutdown corner. Uh, yeah, it X is a shutdown. He's a shutdown. He's, he's, a, he's a shutdown. He's a shutdown. Like, don't, no. don't let Dolphins man get on you because they don't they, they don't no, no. talk about X. You, yeah, he he's, 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 he's a shutdown. No, he's a he's a shutdown corner. He's a corner. He's a corner to get. He's a corner gets interceptions. Yeah, he takes like, the ball away. That, 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 yeah, that's, that's hard to do. The same thing. Yeah. <laughs> he does both of them. He goes both. Of them. Right. Um, so you got one guy who you know. Okay, you can. You know, you can. Take you out can, one, yeah, one. Yeah, you got one half of the field Now, uh, and after that, it starts starts looking a little. Yeah, I mean, you got you got Nick Needham. Yeah. Nick Needham's your slot cornerback. I think that he's probably gonna have to move outside. Um, if they, you know, if they're doing three wide sets, he's gonna have to move outside. You don't have somebody in the, in the slot to cover. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's literally a domino effect where you got to move guys around, and you just might not have the horses to 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 get it done. Um, it was interesting that we asked Chris Greer about that, and he said, you know, we're gonna, he said we're gonna obviously look at you know some of the waiver guys that that pop up that have been released. Um, but he said he he said he doesn't view this to be a critical spot. I mean, I want to get the exact quote. Um, he said that. Well, let me find it real quick. I got to pull it up. So, in terms of the cornerback depth, the question was, you know, like, will you be looking to to add some depth? And he said, yeah, like everything will be searching, like everything will be searching the waiver wire here tonight and into tomorrow. But for us, we feel good about the group we have. So for us right now, that's not a position right now. We feel is quote unquote critical for us. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, if saying, I, he, I'm not saying he's yeah. lying. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's lying. But it's like that Drake and Josh uh, show episode where he's like, "You said I'm a liar." He's like, "I'm not saying you're a truther." Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we just I'm, saw him a couple weeks I'm, ago. <laughs> I'm saying he's uh, he's he's taking he's taking a few liberties with honesty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we we saw them a couple weeks ago sign Mackenzie Alexander. Um, he got hurt like yeah. three days after they signed him. They him on IR. Um, I mean, they, they do have, you know, Kadir Kaderko, who, who I mentioned, the undrafted rookie from Texas A&M Commerce. I mean, he, he looked good um, in the preseason and training camp. Um, but but I think it is – I'm sure they have a lot of confidence in him. But, again, it is a tough spot. Week one, week, like first NFL action, you're thrown to a starting role, having to play against some top-notch quarterbacks, receivers, offenses. Um, you know, and, and we've seen in, in training camp and or in preseason, I mean, if you have a weak spot on the defense, especially in the secondary, like that cornerback, I mean, teams can find it. I mean, we saw they're going to attack it. I mean, we saw we saw the first break of the game. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. not even just the Raiders. We saw Tampa Bay where they were going after yeah. Noah a little bit. Right. I mean, they had the Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert going after Noah. We saw it in the Raiders game. I mean, right. credit to Noah. He got a nice pass breakup in the in the Eagles game, the preseason finale. Um, but it's different when you're facing, you know, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I know, I know the Ravens don't have the wide receivers to maybe scare the Dolphins, but I mean Lamar Jackson is is a is a, is a great quarterback. I mean, in my opinion, he's a great quarterback. Um, and, and these NFL coaching staffs will find ways to target your weak spot. Um, so it is, I mean, you know, we'll, I'm going to save the, 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 pre the regular season predictions for next week. Um, but I mean, that is a tough, that is a tough first month schedule. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that, you know, they're, they're favored to beat the, the Patriots for, for good reason with the addition they made. I think that they can kind of skate by that without Byron Jones. Week two, they should be able to, 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 I, I won't say skate by the Ravens, but it's a matchup where you can kind of do without, you can kind of get by without Byron in that particular matchup. But when you play the Bills, Stephon Diggs, uh, Gabriel Davis, you play the Bengals, Joe Burrow, uh, um, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and those guys, Tyler Boyd. I mean, you got to have two, three, Sometimes four cornerbacks um, that yeah. can that can that can guard, and um, you know as good as that defense is, it's it, it's going to be tough if you know there's a weak spot that teams are targeting. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe Burrow's looking at that and saying, "Oh, <laughs> buffet is open." <laughs> yeah, and, and no, that that's definitely like exactly how I see it. Is that okay? It, it could be worse. Um, you know, you could have like you know the entire AFC West coming at you that for those, yeah. the, those first few weeks. But um, yeah, the Patriots, Mac Jones, I, I, okay. but he doesn't move you. I, I, I'm not, <laughs> You're not moved. There, there, there are plenty of other, there are other, there, there were Tom Brady backups that I thought more of than I think of Mac Jones, but okay. Lamar Jackson, Lamar's, a very good I think he's a very good quarterback I don't think he's that I don't think they have the receivers yeah. that as you said that will create that that matchup problem that's not the matchup that's the real problem defensively it's, with it's, it's, those, it's, those, it's those week three and week four matchups where you start to play yeah, some those real, those real, two some real well, real passing offenses yeah and you got guys who are really aren't seem to be really in the groove they're finding they're Right. They're really into their NFL group now. Josh Allen's improved so much since his first year or two. And Joe Burrow is, uh, yeah, he's, you know, he, he was a good pick. He was a good pick for them. Uh, you know, that, that last year at LSU wasn't, apparently wasn't an accident. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be a problem. But again, okay. So let's, let's just say, Two and two out of the shoot, you know, after four games. If if that it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because yeah. I do think would you, would you not, think but would or is it, I mean would if Byron Jones is playing, do you think of it do you think it winds up any different? I think that week three, see I, I don't want I don't want to get too much into my season predictions yet because we got the special <laughs> section coming out uh, in about a week. We got all those stories come out, so I don't want to spoil it too much. But I, I did have to make a change. I mean I made my season predictions. I turned them. I think we had a deadline of uh, August 25th. I yeah. turned in my stories then, <laughs> and I accounted for Byron Jones being 
in the starting lineup week one. I should have known because in a way that he can get ready for week one in two weeks. I should have known better, but that's shame on me. That was a faux pas by me. Um, I had to make a change to week three. I had them beating the Bills with Byron Jones in the lineup. That is no longer the case, and I unfortunately had to make a change. Um, yeah, I, I know yeah, no, fans aren't going to be happy with me about that, but yeah. I think Byron Jones is that important to this defense. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it, and it's the not so much like it is Byron Jones, but it's also where's the what's the drop off to the next one? Exactly, exactly. And that's where you start getting into that's where you start getting in trouble. And you know, but we but we we said on the very first one of these we did a couple of weeks ago when they were talking about. Oh, he's gonna be okay. Yeah, we're, we were like, he's we're gonna like, be okay. Uh, yeah. No, you I just signed McK- you know, Mackenzie Alexander. You don't think he's gonna be okay? Yeah. Don't sit there and tell us his story. And and now they and now they put him on the Team, Teams won't teams won't sometimes tell you the truth, but they'll show you the truth. They'll show you the truth. They'll show you the truth. actions. It's like, right, it's like exactly. listen to what they say, listen to what they do. Exactly. When they signed Mackenzie Alexander. That told you everything you needed to know. Exactly. And then, you know, that didn't work out, but, but they did that. So you knew that the, what they were thinking. So, yeah. but so we go, so they go forward, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how they, I mean, hey, hey, you know, it's not like the, I mean, the dolphins might, you know, maybe they can, they, maybe they can win some shootouts. Who knows? I mean, that's the hope. I mean, that's the hope with this offense yeah. that you have now. I mean, yeah. the defense has been really carrying the load for, for the past few years, especially last year. Um, So, so that's the hope that maybe, you know, the defense is not the whole, of opposing offenses to 16. You can win some 34 to 31 games. Um, so we'll see how uh, they fare without Byron Jones. Um, we're going to take a short break. We come back on the other side of things. We're going to wrap up our preseason talk. Uh, Dolphins fans finally got what they were waiting for. They got to saw Tyreek Hill and at number 10, all that speed. It was a little bit, but they saw a lot of it. Uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, what we thought about that debut on the other side of things. So stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here with David Neal on the Dolphins in Depth podcast, talking all things Dolphins. And David, we gotta we gotta talk about that preseason finale. Um, there was a lot of kind of you know confusion. Didn't know if Tua was gonna play. We had stomach bug gates. Um, you know, a bunch of guys getting sick, so we had to cancel their last practice with the Eagles. So we weren't sure who was gonna play. Um, but we get there Saturday night. The first team offense comes out there. And we not only see Tua talking about law, but we see Tyreek Hill. And I'm telling you, we're in the press box and we're talking about, you know, what we all knew what was going to happen that first play. You know, <laughs> you know it. I knew it. Anybody watching that game knew what they were going to do. Tua dropped back. He looked, scanned the field, and he threw it deep to Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill caught that joint. I mean, there was no way. There was no other way they were going to start that game. Oh, yeah. 51 yeah. yards down the field. Uh, then he comes right back next play, catches a 13-yarder. Two plays later, the Dolphins are in the end zone. That was it for Tyree Kill. But, I mean, talk about a debut. I think it was three plays, two catches, 64 yards, and helps to get a touchdown. Um, it was just one drive. It was against the Eagles' backup guys. I mean, they, they rested just about all their starters. Um, but what did you think about that Tyreek, uh, Tua to Tyreek connection? Um, and did that leave you a little more encouraged about, uh, you know, that tandem for the 2022 season? <sighs> A little bit, a little bit. I mean, no, a little bit because it it was it you know it it was you know the the Eagle Scrubs, and but hey, it it was 
But real quick, real quick, if you watch that play, if you watch that play, they had a cornerback playing up close playing press man coverage, and they had a safety deep. And he ran by both of them. And I was like, they was like, I don't care. Two of us like, I'm gonna just throw that joint regardless. Well, yeah, oh yeah, because you you know they told they they were either either saying, okay, you know, Tyreek, we'll give you, you know, two possessions at the most. You know, you have a great first possession, and you know, and then, we're, then we gonna cut it. We gonna, we gonna, we'll, we'll cut that short. Yeah. And Tua probably went to, or you know, Tyreek probably went to Tua. Yo, <laughs> you know, it's funny, real quick. So reporters spoke to Raheem Moster after the game. And they were asking about that play, and they said Tua went up to some of the guys, and he was like, "Should I just like, should I just throw it deep on the first play?" And they were like, "Bro, it's preseason. Just, just, just let that train go." <laughs> <laughs> so he was throwing it to him regardless. Of he course, was regardless. Of course, and and you know, it, no, it was it, it was what the it, it was what I'm sure the players, and I'm sure you know Tua and Tyreek to the, themselves wanted to do something and something spectacular and you know do you know they wanted to bring this to bring what's been in practice they wanted to say okay let's let's bring it to even a preseason game yeah you a preseason game against you know whoever the eagles are throwing out there you know let, let, let's do this let's let, and you know because a lot, most players are not all shocking enough, but most players, they're fans too. They want to, and they can have that little excitement. They, they can get that, that excitement too. And like, yeah, 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 dude, yeah, let's do this. And, um, so now does uh, I, 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 I like the, I like the fact they did it. I like the fact that they just threw, threw the thing deep and it's like, okay, look, this is, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're coming out here. you, you know, and you're doing it in front of your home fans. Look, this is an entertainment business. You can, you know, you and they're aware of it. They're, the Dolphins are aware of it. The players, the coaches, they're aware of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and you know, so boom, you hit that. You hit that 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 second one, and then yeah, that that gives you. I'm sure that creates an aura of confidence. Yep. Not just it creates no conference pretty much in the whole stadium, but and but also, you know, you know, among your team, among your offense, um, you know, with any doubts that Tua and Tyreek might have had with if they had any, they're like, okay, well, you know, okay, yeah, we can we can bring this to the to the game and know, you know, they, I'm sure they're nobody needs to tell them, no, it's not gonna be that easy against yeah, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to see fifty-one yarders every, every single week, but hey, but 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 you it's know what? Possible. I think that it, right. it, the fact that you were like, "Oh, we can do this." I mean, we went like a half season last year just waiting for the Dolphins to have a big play. I mean, I remember writing every week like, "When are the Dolphins going to get big plays? When are they going to get big plays?" Right. First play with Tyree Kill, they get it done. I mean, it was it, it, right. it was important to be like, "All right, we can do this." Right, and and it and it reminds everybody, hey. You know this this guy, you know he he's wearing a different uniform, but he can still run run past you, and so you need to deal with him. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was I think I said it was very exciting. It's great to see, um, you know, very exciting for the fans in the house. I, I, let me tell you what, if, if 
you deserve that if you go to a third preseason game. Yeah, I'm gonna if, say. If, you, if you show up at a third preseason game when there's it's entirely possible that you could be watching a bunch nobody, of second, yeah. third, and fourth stringers. Right. right. The, the, nobody. If you go out there and you put up with all the all the junk you got to put up to to go to the football game these days, and you and you see oh the first. That was a really nice present. You got your money's worth. You got you got, you got your money's right. worth in the first. You're like, oh, yeah. oh baby. I mean, I don't think Dolphins fans have left the last preseason game that happy in I don't know when. I mean, really. They, they, so that that was it was cool on that front too. Um, so yeah, it's you can see that you know Tua can hit him. Um, Whoa, hold up! Because I do have, I do have to bring this up. There were a lot of people on social media. I saw a lot of people, a lot of chatter that the pass was actually underthrown. Under okay. okay. Yes. I don't, it, I don't know. I mean, you have to kind okay. of veer yeah. off and slide. Yes, he did. But I mean, the, the, the joint went fifty-five yards. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, fifty-one yeah. yards. But, but like the air yards that it traveled was fifty five, and like there's only like three guys. I mean, let's be honest, there's only like three guys in the NFL who like in rhythm can just fling it like sixty plus yards. I mean, we talk about like Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen and maybe Herbert, and obviously you know people are gonna be like, oh, well, Herbert was there at number five. But like, come on, like, right, like what more do you want? What more do you want? That 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 that, that to me is just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. These are the people who oh god, <laughs> these are the people who get you know taken. I'm not out saying that they're wrong that it was underthrown. No, no, Maybe. it was it, okay. It was underthrown. <laughs> yes, it was underthrown. And if and if every single pass to him, every single deep route or route beyond thirty yards or twenty you know, twenty five yards to him is underthrown, then it's a problem. But dude, it's the it's a it's their first preseason action together, and you hit the play, okay? And better, and frankly, you overthrow you. You know, okay, you you underthrow the ball. You give your you don't give your receiver a chance to catch it. You know, you overthrow him. You know, but also you give give him a chance to kind of run out pi, but. You know, I, I just think, what, what really? You're, you're, you're complaining because he didn't hit his brand new wide receiver in stride in their first non-practice action to get together. Really? Oh my goodness! Good golly! These are. Yeah, I, I don't want, I don't want these people that I don't want these people eating in my house. <laughs> I mean, they 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 would they gonna be playing, complaining about the salt, complaining, about, complaining, the about, the, complaining about the steak, and the complaining <laughs> about the, you know, the shrimp and pasta, and complaining about the blackening, and complaining about I, 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 the saison complete. I mean, no, it's, I, I, uh, sometimes you just got you just just can't can't be miserable all the time. You gotta. I know it was fun. Just like enjoy it, right? <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it was. We move on again. If 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 that pass is underthrown, you know, throughout the season, and yeah. there's never a inch stride thing, and if there's never an inch stride catch or never an inch stride deep ball, he's he's constantly having to come back for the ball. Well, 
okay, then we have a problem. And then we just then then you can gripe and discuss and rah, 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 we need a big iron quarterback, you know. But that gone, you know. I I, I, I can't with I can't. We'll see. Well, well, it, it was a good. It was a good introduction to that connection. Yeah, yeah it was. It was um, fine. We'll and see. not like Patrick. Wait, it's not like Patrick Mahomes always hit to a or hit Tyreek rather in stride. That that looked like I saw a lot of completions yeah, like that where he was kind of coming back for years. Yeah. That's fair. You know, fair. I saw a lot of those completions. I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's how kind of how it happens. You know, so. Yeah, overall, it was, it was definitely a nice debut. I mean, like I, I said, you couldn't ask for more um, from not only two and Tyreek, but that entire that entire team in the preseason finale. And we'll see uh, how much that carries over into that uh, that week one opener, which we said is um, just really getting close, a little over a week away. Um, before we wrap up, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't um, give our condolences to the family of Jason Jenkins, um, the Dolphins senior vice president for communications um, and community affairs who tragically passed away Saturday night or Saturday, I should say. Um, just you know, as the as the news kind of trickled out Saturday, you know, I was in the press box with um, my other fellow reporters, and um, you know, it was really hard to to focus on football that day. Um, obviously, you have a job to do in a game to cover, but um, you know, that was you know in the back of my mind. I know that was in the back of everyone's minds in the uh, in the press box. Um, I've only been here a year. Um, but you know, kind of echoing Mike McDaniel's comments at post game, um, you quickly see how big uh, part of the community Jason Jenkins was. Um, I can't tell you how many times I'd be scrolling on Twitter um, looking for a Dolphins update, only to to see Jason at a at a various function, a various event, um, giving back to the community because that that's who he was. I mean, he was somebody that served others and, uh, and helped others. I mean, he just represented the Dolphins in such a such a stand up manner. He was a man who, who garnered your respect because. Um, you know, the way he he handled things. You know, I, I always remember going to practices and him going to meet every member of the media and give them a fist bump or a handshake and a smile. And, and he treated you with respect. Um, so again, I know it's something that, um, you know, we're all, we're all mourning, you know, not just his family, but his extended family, you know, with the Dolphins, with the software community, um, the, the members of the beat. Um, it's something that, you know, it's just very tough um, to, to grasp. Um, and again, you know, my condolences to everyone that, um, you know, was impacted, Brandon to Jason over the years for sure. Uh, that Jason, uh, I mean, I was covering the team when he came to the Dolphins uh, from the 49ers, and um, yeah, I think he, I think he was just about to get married, is getting married, and then. Um, I think he had one kid with another on the way when I left the beat. Uh, he was somebody who, if you had a problem with him, it was your problem. You the problem. That man treated everybody so well. Um, he treated everybody well during crisis situations for the Dolphins. And heaven knows this franchise has had more than a few crisis situations over the years. Uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, when we dealt with him, you know, when he was more, when he came, he was kind of second in command uh, 
as far as media relations. Harvey Green was the was the head of media relations, and Jason was under him. And so Jason was responsible, really, for a lot of the, you know, kind of day grunt work, day to day stuff that you did that happens in media relations. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, don't want to get too far in the weeds with it, but it's just it's a lot of work and it's a lot of dealing with. Uh, you're dealing with, you know, players who don't always, you know don't always want to deal with you know deal with the media um you're dealing with media members who have their egos um varying from small to you know grand you're and you know everybody's kind of in a it's a very in a media situation it's a very competitive situation so um you know it can be it can get it can get heated and it cannot and for the people who are you know like i say deal with that day to day it's sometimes not the most pleasant and there are people who have had that position who after they left you know there there were you know players and media or you know one or the other saying good get the out you know see, see you you know don't 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 want to see you again. Yeah, you know, where are you going? Are you in another conference? Good. So we don't have to so I don't have to see you once every four years, you know. But Jason was universally handled that job in with such a plum that he was universally respected for how he did it and for how he talked to you as a per and he how he also dealt with you as a person. You know, um, and that the Dolphins have been, you know, on the field. The Dolphins have, you know, frankly, not been a very good franchise for 20 years, 25 years. Off the field, I think they've generally been good citizens, uh, even good neighbors. Further than and that, Jason, I mean, Jason made them even better. And um, and while doing that, he also, as he ascended into after kind of the bully gate fallout, I think it was, he moved up to the head of media relations spot. And then on his way to the vice president spot that he had when he passed, um, he, you know, he made that he made the Dolphins even better in the community. And he expanded their role, expanded their, not just the visibility, but by their actions in the community. Um, I remember him, like he's uh, in the 5,000 role models, uh, Martin Luther King uh, online uh, ceremony. Jason was the, Jason's on there introducing each speaker and I was like, whoa, all right, <laughs> go on, brother. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, his, the, you know, whether they're handing out, they're helping with hurricane, you know, relief efforts after Irma or, you know, going into Haiti after that earthquake in 2009 or 2000, 
early 2010. And, um, you know, he's, he's just, he pushed the Dolphins to be even better. And also was, you know, he's a voice in the room when, you know, things went sideways and, you know, it's crisis time and now the Dolphins have to deal with another crisis. You know, meanwhile, he's still the a respected voice in the room that, you know, they listen to. And he's just a damn good person. And, you know, look at the reaction yeah. of somebody like a Jason Taylor. Yeah. Who, you know, was kind of at the end, you know, he came, he, Jason Jenkins came when Jason was kind of at the end of his career, those alternate years when he was and wasn't here. And, but you look at his reaction on the broadcast, at the end of the broadcast the other night. Um, you look at the reaction of media members, you know, on social media. The outpouring and, of, of, you know, just warm, the, the words that were yeah. written, the, the, and, the people, people had to say from I, all across get, the NFL. I guarantee, and I guarantee you, I'm not the only one who spent part of that night in tears and just thinking how horrible for you're pissed off for him, you're pissed off and hurt for his family, for his for his wife, who you know, every time I met her, my goodness, again, kind of female version of Jason, the nicest person in the world, person in the world. For those kids who now, you know, you know, without a father, um, and you know, and then you know, the Dolphins will obviously they'll go on and do whatever they do, and do whatever they do, but they will not. They won't be the same. They won't be the same for a little while. Um, because you don't just you know, they'll fit they'll fill the position and everything, but it won't be the same. And I, I this is this is seriously one of those that you know if you're I don't know whatever people's spiritual beliefs are and everything, like this is one of those you go. This one tests your faith. <laughs> this is one you go. Whoa, hold on, really. Come on now. Uh, why? How? This yeah. isn't right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, just, just tough all around. And again, you know, you know, it's something that we're still, you know, kind of grieving and, and, and kind of grappling around. I know a lot of people are. Um, so, again, you know, just condolences to his family, um, you know, the whole Miami Dolphins organization, everyone else in the South Florida community that, you know, was impacted by him. Um. That brings us to the end of another Dolphins in Depth podcast. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, we'll be back next week to start previewing week one, the start of the NFL season, and give some predictions. Um, but until then, you guys take care. See you.